0: Welcome to Queerspeak, I'm Pandora Scooter. Ever since we started Queerspeak, we've been trying to find guests to help identify what's on the horizon for the LGBTQ community. Is there an LGBTQ community even? And if there is one, what should we be caring about? With the governor's race heating up in New Jersey, there are many issues facing LGBTQ people. Among the top issues are uh, that LGBTQ people are dealing with are intersectionality, dealing with homophobia and transphobia, and perhaps most importantly, providing affordable, accessible health care for both mental and physical health. And then also, of course, earlier this month, Planet Transgender reported that an executive order named, quote, Establishing a government-wide initiative to respect religious freedom, unquote, was circulating through the White House. With the possibility of Trump rubber stamping homophobia and transphobia nationwide, we have a lot on our plates. To talk about some of these serious issues, we have invited Dr. Tyree Oradine, health educator and LGBTQ advocate at Hudson Pride Connections, an LGBTQ community center in Jersey City, and professor at Montclair State University. Hello, Tyree.
1: Hi, Pandora.
0: It's really great to have you here. I'm glad that I am here, too. <laughs> it's too bad we have to talk about such serious, 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 serious things. Yeah. We'll talk about fun things, too. <laughs> we'll try to slip in some fun things. I wanted to start off with your email to me said that there was your clients are dealing with a lot of homophobia and transphobia. Um, and, um, I hate to say that some part of me was, uh, surprised. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to ask you to please talk about that, uh, talk about what they're, what they're dealing with, where the source of the homophobia and the transphobia is or are the sources and, uh, what. What is going on to combat this?
1: Well, I see that there's so many levels of the transphobia and homophobia. I mean, and it's it's obviously institutional, it's interpersonal, um, and it's even internalized because when you hear some of the things that they say about themselves, mm. and they kind of accept these stereotypes and and put them onto themselves and, and ascribe them to their their peers, and um, and it's very limiting. And it's very hurtful because that means that, you know, they are locking themselves into certain boxes and they're they're being somebody that they're not really being. They're being somebody that they're told they're supposed to be or how they're supposed to be, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, really frustrating to see um, somebody who might want to, like, maybe they, they happen to be a little more masculine um, and feeling that they cannot wear lipstick because If they're a top, they're not supposed to be feminine at all, Um. but they they might want to, you know, like express themselves and and like, you know, maybe their, um, their gender expression. You know, it's it's just really frustrating that they don't feel that they can experiment um, with themselves, with their personalities, with the way that they present themselves because they're supposed to be the top and tops can't be feminine. Wow. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that they're... Oh, before I continue, I have to introduce my co-host, Stephen, who's here on the mic also. Hey, Stephen.
2: Hi, Pandora. <laughs> Sorry about you. I'm glad I'm not forgotten.
0: <laughs> I just got so excited to head into these, these heavy topics that I neglected to introduce I you. I thought I
1: was the source of your excitement, but whatever. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> fine. Um, <laughs> So
0: when you say institutional homophobia and transphobia and that there's like these stereotypes that are internalized, um, you know, I mean, certainly there seems to be a lot. I
1: mean, what what age range are you talking about here? Mostly. Um, and I don't think there's a limit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, okay. And even uh, this is one thing that was really frustrating. Um, so my coworkers, you know, were all adults and one of uh, them happens to be lesbian and it was at an event full of lgbtq people mm-hmm. and somebody was having a conversation with her and she was happened to be dressed like you know in a, in a dress and and earrings she actually borrowed my earrings for the event <laughs> 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 and um heels and things like that mm-hmm. and somebody asked her about her sexuality and she said oh i'm a lesbian and they're like no you're not what? Because of the way she was dressed. Because she was in a
0: dress. Yeah. Oh
1: my god. And goodness. then this is
0: 2017, right? Right.
1: Well, actually, this was last year. 2016. Yeah. Okay. Well, that doesn't excuse it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh my so, goodness. Then when she took out her phone and started showing her Instagram and some pictures, and then she happens to go to the gym a lot. She's like a, a you know fit. Buff thing. I was about to say Fitbit, that's not right. Right. But she's like into fitness and stuff. And so like her arms are really like they're solid. They're like um buff. So they saw the Instagram, they're like, Oh, you look at your arms. Oh, you are a lesbian.
0: Oh my goodness. And this is from
1: somebody in the community.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And you know, another one of my uh former co-workers married, um, she and her wife. Her wife happens to be more androgynous with respect to appearance, but identifies as a woman, they both identify as women. Um, and the, our other coworker said, oh, when's your husband getting here?
0: Oh no. Right. I wish you all could see Tyree's face right now because (laughs) she's got the stank face. (laughs) So.
1: And it's just, and he said this several times, even after they said, no, she's a woman. Right. Her name is insert female name here. Right. Um, and you know, and he's a gay man. Right. And he says, oh, you lesbians. Like, always all things like that. And it's just... Hmm. Wow. And to be in the community, and it's like, where are you safe from... This is something that I've
0: been talking about a lot uh, lately, is that, you know, queer people, we we don't really have a community because even within our community, we have so much racism and sexism and transphobia and internalized homophobia. And it's, it's something that, you know, I'm working with the social justice group uh, at the pride center uh, in order to just address the racism and sexism at the pride center you know, because we're not even worried about outside of the walls of the Pride Center right now. We're worried about inside the walls of the Pride Center and what's going on there. It's supposed to be a safe space. It's supposed to be, well, you know, and safe space is something that I take issue with. Like, I I take issue with the idea that a space is going to be so safe that nobody's going to get hurt. People are going to get hurt. Like, it's like a playground, right? Mm -hmm. But a playground is a place to play. You know you fall down you scrape your knee you get up if you need stitches you go get them but if you don't you keep playing you know and and I think that it should be as safe as a playground. I think it should be what I'd like to call them as supportive spaces, you know, that I we like have that. we have supportive spaces where people are supported also in saying things or asking questions that are maybe not popular, you mm-hmm. know, questions about things like, um, well, like you were talking about that student uh, at Montclair before we got on the mic about saying, you know, if people just listen to the police, you know, it would be okay. You know, I'd like it to be popular Possible for a person to say something like that, you know, to say, you know, well, you know, if black people just behaved, then, you know, there they wouldn't be having wouldn't have any problems with the police, you know and be dealt with in a way that's like, okay, clearly you're ignorant. Let's just start talking about the ways in which you're ignorant and, <laughs> and be supportive of that person growing. And if now, if the person resists growing at that point, then let's kick them to the curb and move on, you know, with our movement, whatever our movement is, you know. But I don't like this idea of safe space, because I think safe space is really making um, – making, it's shutting people down. It's making it impossible to have difficult conversations and we need to have difficult conversations, conversations where people's feelings may get hurt. Um, People in the community, their feelings may get hurt, but we all have to be willing to put some skin in the game so that we can actually come together as a community. You know, I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: I actually think that's a good idea. And I I like the, the way that you're looking at it as far as supportive spaces. I mean, and I guess the thing is, whether we call it safe space or supportive spaces, I mean, the whole thing is the concept that is there. The concept is that people are supposed to be in a place where they can be okay at the end of it. Um, And so whether it's that they can have... I'm all for having conversations that are uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. I am the first person to put the word, like, race, sexuality. I'm one of the first people to to say that. Um, And even when I was talking about my student, uh, you know, so he said what he said. And... We opened up the floor and people shared their beliefs. And then he commented, he responded, Mm -hmm. and people, you know, it was a dialogue. Mm -hmm. Um, And I liked that it was a dialogue with several people, you know, a couple of people agreed with him. And the majority of people, though, you know, definitely were able to express how they felt as far as the police and being a person of color and that it's not just enough to be respectful and all the issues that are surrounding that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) God, if it were just a case of being respectful. Right,
0: right. Yeah, yeah, that's not not the case at all.
1: Um, But as far as being in centers and safe space, supportive spaces, I mean, we, we want it ultimately to be a place where we don't, we we don't necessarily have to concern ourselves with it being a safe space. I mean, ideally, in this perfect utopic world, then, you know, there's there's no people aren't isolated, people aren't discriminated against, people aren't marginalized right. or oppressed, um, and so in that in that respect, obviously, somebody who has like that mindset. Um, that certain people are superior, or this is, you know, like, uh, who needs transgender people to use a certain bathroom, all those things. Yeah, they're going to get their feelings hurt if they have a conversation, depending on, you know, where they are. Um, But the whole point is that of a safe and supportive space is that people are not oppressed. Being offended is not the same thing as being oppressed. Mm. And so (laughs) that is, you know, ideal, like, that's the You can say that again. <laughs> <laughs> being offended is not the same as being oppressed. Yeah, yeah.
0: like we're going to make t-shirts out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, you like that?
2: Yeah, I mean I think um for me at least like Having a space to have conversations like that is important. I mean, this is the way you don't suddenly end up with Trump as president and not really know how we got there. How we got there, right? Well, I mean, like the student we were talking about from yeah. your class, those kinds of opinions, you know, that we don't hear. You know, maybe mm-hmm. those are things that we need to, you know, be aware of, even if they're not things we want to hear.
1: hmm.
0: Yeah definitely i think there are things we need to now pay attention to i know there i think there are a lot of people who feel that they have been making paying attention to it and it's just those of us who were shocked that trump won the election who are just catching up with the the, the race or the game or whatever you want to call it um uh i know i've been accused of being uh whatever the opposite of woke is um <laughs> unwoke <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know because because I know because I wasn't oh i because I was shocked, I was shocked he got elected, I'm sorry, i I don't know. I was confused. Um, I when I was mentioning in the introduction the uh, the idea that uh, the White House may be passing some kind of respect for Religious Freedom Act, um, I saw you just sink into your your <laughs> <laughs> yourself and and uh, you're shaking your head right now. and what are what are your thoughts about that?
1: Well, I mean, we all know that the respect for religious freedom is only with respect to Christians.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah so, yeah it should just say christian on yeah. it shouldn't it yeah mm-hmm. it's a good I mean, point
1: all this separation of church and state that we're supposed to be founded on what the, Like that's it's like you know for the most part everybody picks and chooses what parts of their religion they want to follow mm-hmm. that's what this administration is doing with respect to the constitution they're like eh, ah Fuck that part.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> no, oh, this
1: part looks good. Oh, okay, fuck. No, I <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, the whole thing about that religious freedom, I mean, it's bullshit. It's mm-hmm. really bullshit because it's just a way to, again, legalize discrimination, whether right. it's against, um, you know, people of color, whether it's against uh, people like sexual minorities, um, m- religious minorities. It's a way to discriminate and legalize all the isms and, you know, phobias and things like that and it's it's it just pisses me off
0: yeah yeah and i'm i i can't even start with it it's so it's so abominable and and yes it only has to do with christianity because we're not going to be really you know supporting muslims you know respect to not deal in business with people that are against their views or jews or right. you know any anybody you know hindus buddhists I wonder who Buddhists wouldn't do business with Um, McDonald's, I guess. (laughs) 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 So, so, um, so that's, you know, that's really uh, insane. Um, You also said that uh, the people like in your circles where you're, you're traveling through and working as a health educator and as a professor are dealing a lot with intersectionality. Mm -hmm. Um, How so?
1: Well, we all, you know, belong to different groups. We all have multiple identities. And unfortunately, some groups we belong to don't always accept, appreciate, acknowledge other groups that we belong to. Mm. And um, whether it has to do with race and sexuality and mental health and class, and, you know, so there's, there's so many different things. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with just Luck sheer dumb luck if you came out of somebody's uterus in jersey city versus if you came out of somebody's <laughs> uterus in des moines iowa you know right. I mean, and you know what that looks like for you as a like a lesbian as a trans woman as somebody who's god forbid non-binary because even within the lgbt community of course you know there's hierarchies and there's always got to be somebody at the bottom of that totem pole and in an lgbt community for some reason right mm-hmm. it's trans people then within even the trans community, and we're not even talking about, like, um, race yet, or religion. we're just talking about, you know, sexuality. Within the trans community, it's non-binary people who are mm-hmm. at the bottom. Then you add race, and you add, you know, religion, and you add class, and you add education, SES, like, all these other things. And SES? Like, status, oh, like social social economic status. Oh, economic status, right, yeah. right, right, right. And it just becomes, you know, I mean, and and people don't necessarily understand. um, And I I mean, I get it because if you don't experience it, Mm -hmm. it's not on your radar. Mm -hmm. So, you know, me being I'm about to end myself now. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Me being a cisgender heterosexual woman. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that are still not on my radar, even though I've been working with the population since uh, 2005. Mm -hmm. Um, But. You know, I when when people hear things, they're like, "Oh, well, that's not a thing," or they dismiss it, and that's really frustrating. Just because you don't experience it doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't experience it. Doesn't mean that it's not the biggest issue on somebody else's plate. Just what sort of thing think. would
0: you be? Would have you heard somebody blow off like, "Oh, that's not a thing," but it's obviously a thing for somebody.
1: Well. Okay, really, well, this isn't a minor example. see, I just did it. I was, I was about to just do it. Um, so to me, uh-huh. you know in my life it's not a huge deal, but for this person it is. Um, I know somebody who suffers from mental illness mm-hmm. um, I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure of the diagnosis, but that's beyond like beside the point. So um, they are a sexual minority, they're a racial minority and you know uh, again mental illness. And something as simple, quote unquote, as calling out from work. Oh. Can be incredibly, incredibly frustrating and stressful. And stressful.
0: Very stressful and frustrating and, yeah. and, and upsetting, destabilizing. Yes,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and to have people that work with them, or like the supervisors and things like that, say, oh, well, okay, you can at least do this. And, you're not in their space so you mm-hmm. you it's hard for you to and I get it it's hard for you to understand how it's just picking up the phone and pressing the button you don't even have to dial anymore it's you know smartphones right, um, right. but for that person it is a huge deal yes um another person and I admit that I was struggling with this because again I'm cisgender so one of my kids um, is struggling with, you know, um, work and money and a lot of things. Just a lot of things being a young 22, you know, 22-year-old in mm-hmm. Jersey City. Um, and one of the things that I personally think that would help them is to start working. Mm-hmm. And if you apply and you start working and then you'll be getting money, you'll be able to do the things that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, this young person is concerned with um, appearance, uh, concerned with, being sure that eyebrows are done and being sh- and spending their last dollars on, you know, waxing eyebrows. OK. So if you have $7. Right. <laughs> and getting your eyebrows waxed is $6. Right. Eek, you know. Right. Ugh. But you know what? I'm looking at this as a, first of all, I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. I'm cisgendered, you know. Um, my eyebrows are not on fleek, so don't look at them. <laughs> um, but, you know, for me, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But to this person who is trans, you know what? Having your eyebrows done, you know, because I had to stop it's and think about it. It's a difference
0: between going out or not going out. Right. You know, it's, and it's difference. a
1: difference. It's like you feeling comfortable because, yeah. you know, body image is is something. It's very different. Mm-hmm. And so having those eyebrows done, even though it's your last $6, your eyebrows being done makes you feel more like yourself, Mm -hmm. makes you actually able to go outside. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, you don't have any money left now that you're outside. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, so I I keep having to pull myself back from judging, like, why don't you just do this? Because to me, it's not a big deal. But to her, clearly, it's something that really is, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a it it is a big deal Mm -hmm. so and again just like people not understanding um but one of the things is it's one thing to not understand and this is what you were saying before but it's one thing well it's another thing if you are told something and then you dismiss it or you Mm -hmm. undermine it or you reject it exactly Mm -hmm. yeah um and so you know i mean and we're all human obviously nobody's perfect though i come pretty close (laughs) um But, you know, I mean, I I would hope that people are willing to learn from others and not so quick to judge and just, you know, have your mind made up without hearing somebody else's Mm -hmm. thoughts. Because, again, their experiences are valid. Their thoughts are valid. And those thoughts and experiences have been formed, you know, for a reason and through various, you know... um, there's things that they've gone through, there's things that they've experienced that shaped the way that they think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing for people who are homophobic and racist and sexist and all those things, you know? I mean, I used to be <laughs> incredibly mm-hmm. homophobic at one point myself. Mm-hmm. Um, which <laughs> Thank God that's a long, long time ago. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was incredibly homophobic, but you know, I didn't know any better. Yeah, and doesn't that also, in some ways, make
0: the the work that you do now and the support and uh you know, participation that you have in the LGBTQ community, doesn't it make it so much more intentional because it wasn't just a matter of fact. It just wasn't something that you took for granted that of course these people are just fine. You had to actually work for it. Mm-hmm. You had to actually work for acceptance, you know, and, an understanding and, and face those questions inside your mind, you know, that come up when you, when you fear or are, you know, derogatory or negative about any kind of group You know, it it makes, I mean, anyone who's self-reflective, it makes us face, like, I mean, you said it, you know, you said that you were homophobic, like, you know, it's a thing to be embarrassed about. I think maybe it's actually something, you know, that's something to be proud of that you've come from you know, that you've come so far from, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm curious to ask you about, uh, I don't know if you caught this, Stephen, that she said she was going to in herself. Did you catch that? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I caught <that>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, I was curious. Did you take that as a, uh, as a, as a joke about being in the closet or did you take that as a joke on being out or? My
2: ears just perked up. That's yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> Mine did
0: too. I was curious. Why do you, uh, can you talk a little bit about using that phrase in yourself
1: yeah um I mean there's obviously coming out right? Um, yeah and so but I didn't come out I came into the community so mm. that's you know how I how I see it
0: that's really nice because mm. you don't feel that you're in the closet as a cis heterosexual woman Mm-mm. in the community I mean do
1: you? I I'm privileged in that respect mm-hmm. um you know anywhere in the world I'm good you right, know? right. Um, and but When I came to the center, I was... When I first started working there, I was worried that if people found out that I'm, you know, cis and straight, that people would be like, oh, what the fuck do you know about working with us? Like, get the fuck out. You know, that's what I... I, Especially with kids. And, you know, I mean, and I didn't know much of anything because Mm -hmm. the only... Thing that i had known at that time about the lgbt community actually not even t the lgb the lgb right there was no t i mean except for like boy george that's the like that's The closest, right? Um, right, um, so it was only stuff like in living color, like two men. On, uh, what is it, two men on film, men
0: on film, men on film? Exactly. Oh, my goodness, did you watch that
2: Never.
1: No. no, oh, <laughs> we have
0: to have a, a two snaps in a circle. We have got oh,
2: to me, have, I have seen we that have to <laughs> have in living color, a in, in living <laughs> color
0: night, yes. yeah, we've got to have that. Uh, and then we can do our review of them, right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, um, so that's what you knew of. That's the only thing I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all the stereotypes and, you know, what lesbians are supposed to do and what lesbians look like and what gay boys are supposed to be and how they're supposed to be and what they, you know, and it was, I, I had no idea. Um, but when I started to work with the community, when I started to work with the youth and I learned and it wasn't, and this is one thing and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or anything, but. One thing. Go ahead
0: and pat yourself on the back. <laughs> too few people pat themselves on the back when they actually earned it. So you go ahead and do that on Queer Speak.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm brushing my shoulders off, too. For That's those right.
0: Who. <laughs> those who are, aren't here.
1: Um, it's one of those things where if you are not a member of the community and you go to them and you're like, educate me mm-hmm. on like why don't it's not their job to educate me mm-hmm. on on what issues impact them on what this means and it's my job to find out Mm -hmm. i can do the research and Mm -hmm. i did and i there's still a lot of stuff there's a shitload of stuff that i don't know Mm -hmm. of course right um you know and there's always stuff that that, you know i learn stuff every day like the other day one of my kids said something about oh you looking like a stem today and i'm like what's that
0: (laughs) and he explained i was
1: like oh that's what it's called oh okay so you know i mean like for pilots. those
0: of you who don't know a stem is a stud and a femme mm-hmm. a mix a mix of that yeah mm-hmm. of the two like um, a f- like a fuch, like a femme and a butch oh, mm-hmm. see
1: i learned something this now yeah, yeah. right <laughs> kind of like... there
0: you go <laughs> hey. well get, given that you are straight and you've come this journey you know um what I mean, you're such I mean, you're such an amazing uh, asset to the LGBTQ community Mm -hmm. as a straight woman. I don't know if you feel that way. But for me, uh, when I was living straight, um, and everyone thought I was straight, and I thought I was straight up until I was 29, whenever I spoke out for the LGBTQ community, I got listened to by the other people who were straight. Mm-hmm. And then when I came out and I would speak for the LGBTQ community, I did not get listened to because you're one of them. Right. And so I wonder, do you, do you, do you, do you use that privilege? Mm-hmm. Do you, you do. So, yeah, I and, use that privilege. And uh, <laughs> does it work? Yeah. It does, unfortunately. I like wow. What's
1: his name that, uh, is it, uh, john griffin is that his name i can't remember his name um who's where it's the the guy who did black like me the white man who painted himself black and then walked through the you know in the the 60s Mm -hmm. right Um, right and at the end you know he had this experience living as a black person because people thought he was black at the time so he knew what it was like to you know live as a negro um (laughs) and then at the end you know when he when he was like i can't deal with this i I just i can't fuck this shit i don't know how y'all do it so he started to you know he went back to his his regular life and people listened to him as a white man oh wow with experience you know as a black man wow yeah that's Um, crazy and they like you know he they he was valid -hmm. You know his black experience through white white, like validated him, right? And so I consider myself to be that like in the LGBTQ community because I am, I am, um, yeah, I'm cis, I'm straight, but I have such you know close ties, and I mean I consider myself I'm a part of the community as long as Mm -hmm. I as long as they accept me because i know that there's also talk about well allies aren't really part of the community and yes. you know it should be so i mean yeah. if with those who say that allies are a part of the community i'm a part of the community if those that say that allies really aren't then fine i'll be off the side like i don't want to usurp like your your um uh, what's the word i'm looking for your identity and your your movement so you know i'll, hmm. I'll fit in where you want me to fit in you know Um, But I definitely will take my, you know, use my voice and speak in spaces where the LGBTQ voice is not allowed. Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing it's like, (laughs) it. it, (laughs) I can't tell you just exactly like what you were saying, how many times when people, if they do learn that I'm straight, and they're like, wow, that's what you do? Wow, you are such a wonderful person that is so amazing that you do this type of work and it's like it's like so altruistic it's like uh, it, it, it shouldn't be thought of that way but if yeah. i want to say something about black lives matter oh then it's so self-serving oh yeah and it's like nobody wants you to advocate for yourself right well, <laughs> at I, least if you're a minority
2: sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> no 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 i you you've totally got me in trance i apologize <laughs> no i kind of feel like you're really onto something but it is It is like being a little afraid of listening to someone who's self-promoting. But I think it's also we're just programmed like either from being human or in our society. It's the thing that's different that gets the attention. Mm-hmm. So... A lesbian who likes lesbians and wants to promote their welfare we've heard that before <laughs> we're not you know, surprised by that there's no drama but in it. tyree saying no um we need rights for trans people that's different and then mm-hmm. you get someone's attention so i i don't want to i don't think it's always like the they don't want to talk you don't they don't want you to self-promote i just i think we're in, in our society it's hard to get people's attention
1: it is but then there's also the point where people say well you're being too emotional about something and you know like oh they don't want you know somebody who's from the community to talk about LGBT matters because you're being so emotional you're so biased they don't want people of color to talk about the issues because oh you're being so dramatic
0: isn't it just a fear that they're going to be left out though that in all the emotion and in all the passion that if a lesbian talks about lesbian issues that there's not gonna be any room for anybody else's POV. So it's like, you know, like we we want someone who's reasonable to talk about this. So someone who's like allied or aligned with us or at least in the middle somewhere can like bridge the gap more easily. Cause that's what I feel like happens is that people are like you like they think that if I talk about you know being a qpoc in this country and a woman you know middle-aged woman who's a lesbian who's overweight you know and they think that i'm i'm going to somehow you know get I- irrational and incapable of holding a a decent conversation a dialogue mm-hmm. you know because i'm talking about my own experience You know, and I think that that's really, that's, I don't know, what do you think about that, Stephen? Do you think that 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 I'm I mean, you are around a lot of the times when I'm around doing the things that I'm doing talking about the things that I'm talking about? Do you think that that, you know, that that people are scared of my, like advocating for myself?
2: You shouldn't be asking me as the only, you know, white gay man in the room. First of all, you should be asking Tyree. And and second of all, I mean, you're asking like, you know, you know i consider you a friend so of course i would think that that could never be true Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. so.
0: well that's true that's true I, you're, it's not really fair i guess that's, that's you're true. too close
1: you're biased yes
0: yeah, see, I, see. I,
2: I actually i I'll, yes i will out myself as probably being biased yeah
0: <laughs> Maybe we should be allowed to be biased. Like maybe that's one of the things that's that should be allowed. Just like safe spaces don't aren't doesn't mean you're not going to get hurt. It means if I'm going to talk about something, I am going to be biased, and that's okay. It doesn't mean I'm not going to be r- rational, you know, I'm just going to be biased because this
1: is what I care about. And well, the interesting thing is that everybody is biased, though. So yeah, everybody's biased. if you start talking about, you know, um, th- you know, the whole thing with the uh, transgender rights and the and the bathroom issues, oh, well, if you're you know trans and you're gonna be biased, you're too close to the issue. well, you have an opinion also, and you and you're not close <laughs> to the issue at all, right so I mean <laughs> how, why is this person not allowed to have an opinion and express it, but this person is is it because you're the majority? Mm. you know
0: yeah, that's a great point i I want to talk about the word cisgender you identified as cisgender um I recently was at a meeting uh, with uh, mostly QPOC people talking about the word cisgender and, and how I have come across uh, a few, not a large number, but a, a, a notable number of cisgender uh, white, straight folk who become violent upon hearing the word cisgender um, like that's not a word that doesn't exist. That's a made-up word. I'm normal. I'm, you know, I'm not. You just made up a word. Have you heard this, Stephen? Have you heard anybody? Uh, I, uh, yes. You have. You yeah. have heard some people. So, so I, it's it's curious to me because you use it very very fluently. You use it very easily, and I wonder if you've come across any any folk who who have been resistant. If you have, what the no, you haven't. So far, I haven't. I mean, wow. I
1: I think I'm I'm very lucky in that my job and my social circles, my even my Facebook pages there. And I'm not trying to say that I only surround myself with people who I agree with, but thankfully, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, I have people who are very, you know, I mean, they're humanists. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, so it's. I don't have people who are like, oh, well, trans, well, she's really a guy. Like, I don't have that in my circle, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the most I get is people are saying, well, what's cisgender? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. How do you spell that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I tell them and they're like, oh, okay. And that's that. That's nice. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm lucky in that respect. That's really nice. That's really nice. I'm not surprised to hear that people are like, you know, have pushback against it. I mean, anything that, you know removes them from their comfort zone anything that they knew before it just seems so strange to me that
0: you know they have no problems naming and labeling other people who are different from them but if the people who are different from them name and label them they become so offended you know it's it's a power dynamic
1: yeah
2: yeah i mean don't you think it's just the 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 normal like you know like you were just talking um actually i can't remember where this conversation started being recorded and where it was off mic i don't want to (laughs) like expose any off mic secrets um talking i don't think we talked that um, much off mic yeah so you know talking about like people who identify you know they're white nationalists but they identify as americans as oh right they're you know that that's they are it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so like cis is, like you said, they're nothing. They're mm-hmm. the normal, right? Like right. even though, like as a chemist, cis is the opposite of trans, and they're equal. Maybe it's the point that they're being put equal mm-hmm. to a different group. That's mm-hmm. really the problem. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. What
0: does cis mean then? Actually, C- I didn't know that. The seem- on the same side,
2: it seemed on the same side, and trans oh. would mean on the opposite side oh. as a chemist. So. That's
0: great. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I didn't think to ask that before now.
2: (laughs) You think that, you know, like heterosexual and homosexual aren't... They don't have a lot of stigma. And that's similar, right?
0: Yeah, I guess it's similar. Although I know a lot of people who are same-sex loving who reject the word homosexual, like, Mm. vehemently. I reject it. Because, yeah, because... Well, what I've heard is that it's clinical and it was pathologized Mm -hmm. and so it's a tainted word now so is that is that what you Mm -hmm. you agree with that yeah Yeah. So, so, but I think it's similar. I think it's similar. Although I don't hear, uh, heterosexual people identify as heterosexual as much as I I hear them identify very defensively as straight, Mm -hmm. you know, most of the time, you know, to say, you know, I'm straight. So, you know, you can't hit on me or you can't, you know, expect these things of me, you know, I'm not going to do your hair, you know, whatever it is. So,
2: (laughs) <laughs> All right, I'm going to make myself a target though and try to like bridge the gap between those two ideas. Oh, cool. So, like, as as homosexuality kind of got a stigma attached to it. So it's considered an insult even now, even though it's not really used in that negative way as much anymore. Right, right. Um, I think that I've heard people use cisgendered as an insult. within yeah. our community.
0: I have. I have heard that. I've heard cis. I don't cis, know if either of you, you yes, have. Yes, I've heard it used with a snarl and a snark and a and a and a tear down and absolutely and same with I mean it's much more overtly uh biased and bigoted but breeder you know certainly (laughs) you know I've heard you know breeder and and cis and you know cis straight white or cis het cis het white male you know said as like just a like a curse (laughs) you know basically
2: (laughs) I I hope it's not a curse I just read it as it's being used as a synonym for ignorant
0: Mm, oh (laughs) oh
1: (laughs) <laughs> you got Tyree. <laughs> she I can't just... even be mad at that. <laughs> you can't. I could try, but it's not going to happen. Was that a laugh of
0: recognition or was that a laugh of... Uh... I was
1: completely amused with that. And I was like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. 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 And, that's, uh, and this is the thing. Whenever <laughs> the majority of groups always get to say, oh, gay people this. Oh, you know, trans people that. Black people this. Muslims that. But... As soon as you flip it around and say something about their identity, oh, well, not all white people, not mm-hmm. all men, mm-hmm. not all Christians, not all. And it's like, well, how are you able to then say that about, you know, mm-hmm. this population? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I think it's the same thing with this. It's <laughs> there. there's that pushback when you flip it around and oh well no not all you know breeder like not all straight people you know how could you say that (laughs) not all breeders uh, breed breed. right
0: right
1: (laughs) and it's like well you know i mean you you know the cishet population has been throwing out slurs and you know stereotypes forever Mm -hmm. so the second that it's thrown back Mm. oh no that Mm -hmm. is not okay it's like know your place you know don't step out of bounds you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's like you know and again it's that whole thing yeah i mean if you're if you're challenged you know and you were mentioning earlier about people being you know feeling left out Mm -hmm. and um yeah i mean nobody wants to feel left out if you're used to everything the spotlight always being on you Mm -hmm. and it's taken off of you for a bit Mm -hmm. that's that's not okay.
0: Uh, that's got to be pretty pretty horrifying to some people, I would imagine.
1: It's uh, like the Christians who are boycotting Starbucks because of the red cup. Because of the,
0: the red cup without the Christmas tree on it mm-hmm. or whatever
1: that was? I did not. The snowflake. They have didn't have say, snowflakes on it. and it, They didn't have snowflakes? Yeah, they like were, it was just like red cup. <laughs> there was nothing, Christmas, no <laughs> holiday things on Don't it. Don't they have
0: a green lo- logo? So it was yeah. green and red still
1: it was green and red still right but it didn't say it didn't say christians uh, yeah i mean i forget like because it was a couple of years ago now but like yeah it was definitely um like they, they removed the printing off of it and probably because it costs more money to print stuff you know i don't, I don't know i don't not do, do numbers or anything um but and apparently it was started off as a joke like mm. oh it's a war on christmas um but then people ended up like taking it seriously and (laughs) they are like, well, I'm going to make people say Merry Christmas and none of this like happy holidays crap. And so they would say like, give their name as Merry Christmas at the, so that people have to say Merry, you know, it means this stupid (laughs) shit.
0: Oh my gosh. I, I actually, that year, I think it was that year I went to a Unitarian uh, church for Christmas service why I have no idea. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and the uh uh sermonizer what is her name? Preacher <laughs> whatever her name is, <laughs> she 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 her entire sermon consisted of a a um rebuttal of Garrison Keeler's essay, Garrison Keeler wrote an essay about how Unitarians are to blame for losing Merry Christmas. That that, and she read the entire article as part of her sermon, and then tore down Garrison Keeler uh, uh, for the next forty minutes. It was unbelievable. I was like, "Is this really in the Christmas spirit? Is this wow. is this really what we're doing? Like, honestly." I don't, the whole, the whole Merry Christmas thing and, and, but it's true, right? people feel like happy holidays, it like takes away their, their right to Christianity in the way I'm just like, say, say Merry Christmas to me. I'll say holiday holidays to you because that's what they are for me. And you can say Merry Christmas to me because that's what it means to you. And we understand that we're communicating some kind of favorable greeting and then move on with our lives. You know, it's like ridiculous already. You know, you're not going to get me to say Merry Christmas any faster than, you know, I'm gonna get you to say. I think you know. I don't know. You know, <laughs> trans people should use every bathroom that they want to use. I mean, oh, goodness gracious. Um, that was a little rant. I, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I. You said something earlier that's come up before on Queer Speak, uh, and I've had uh, listeners actually talk to me about this, and it's something that is a real bone of contention within the community. And it's this idea which you brought up about um, people outside the community or even inside the community going to other people who are less privileged than they are in the community and saying, uh, I have a question about how you are. I have a question about something about your identity. Uh, Will you educate me? you know, and I've had people on the show who have said, you know, absolutely do not ever do this. You know, nobody is responsible for your education. You're the only person responsible for your education. But then I've had other people whose opinions I really do respect say, you know, you know, and these are people in the community. These are people who are queer. And they've said, I've had people come up to me and say, you know, I don't know anything about what you are. Could you tell, could you tell me a little bit something about you? And they say, you know, if I'm not going to tell them, they could go to some website, you know, on, they could go to Breitbart, you know, they could go to <laughs> anywhere you know, God help us, Wikipedia, you know, and, and read, you know, not that I think Wikipedia is pretty cool, <laughs> but, but there's stuff on Wikipedia that's not right. But, but, you know, like, they could go anywhere and read stuff that, you know, they could go to Fred Phelps, you know, and see God hates fags and be like, okay, well, that's the end of my education, my self-education. So, and, and not to say that I don't understand that some people are tired like and, and that it, they're not educators it's not their job right mm-hmm. and i get that but but for those of us for those of us who have that extra bit of energy you know to expand you know our our circle a little bit more to include someone who doesn't know who is ignorant who is willing to take a chance and ask a question right do we really want to be turning these people away?
1: No, of course not. Um, but I think the whole thing comes up with, with context. Because if I, let's say that you and I are having a dialogue, we have a relationship from like forever ago. Forever ago. So if yeah. you and I, if I there's something that I don't understand and I want to talk to you about it, mm-hmm. I feel comfortable asking you. Mm-hmm. We also go back forever ago, even though, like, I rarely see you. But still. um, (laughs) Okay. But, you know, we have a rapport. We're, you know, we're actually having conversations of substance right now, too. So, you know, I mean, if there's conversations that if you had a question about whatever, or if I had a question about something about you, okay. Now, if you happen to be standing in line. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. At Target. Right. You know, and I'm like, so, you know, what are you? Like. Right, right. What the fuck? You know, I mean, and it's this kind of, like, entitlement thing. I think that's one of the issues that Mm. people seem like, oh, well, educate me. You must tell me what's about yourself. You know, I mean, and it's like, but I don't owe you anything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, if you're having a conversation with somebody who doesn't mind, like, talking about difference, fine. Like, yeah, I will talk to people. Of course, like, there are are points where I need to stop and practice self-care. Of course. You know, I mean, there is, but I'm also an educator, so, what if I'm the first Amerasian, dikey-looking,
0: middle-aged, approachable person that this person in target has ever seen? What if what if that's what if what if I'm the first it's the first time this person has actually crossed paths and been inspired to ask, you know?
1: I mean, you know what, it's really up to the person on the receiving end to say whether or not they want to engage that person or not. Right, right. Um, but it's just I think one of the issues that minorities face is just that the expectation Mm -hmm. that we're going to sit down and explain to you our entire lives and Mm. why this happens and you want it in this condensed version and you know and uh, that's the part that's it's not realistic it's not respectful it's frustrating Mm -hmm. um so i mean like if you're having conversations over time um and you know, I mean, and also like, are you asking out of real curiosity, or or are you asking because you want to be nosy? Are you asking because you just want to antagonize and argue? Are you mm. asking because you really want to try to help and understand? Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, I had an extended conversation with one of my students after class, um, and we talked about all these things. She's a a white, cisgender, heterosexual woman, married, whatever, blah 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 blah. And, you know, she was telling me, like, some of the realizations that she had when, you know, she had conversations with her friends in passing. Um, but, you know, like, so we – she can talk to me also about these issues. And mm-hmm. she asked me questions like, well, how did you feel about this and what happened with that? But one of the issues also is that people, if they were going to talk to you mm-hmm. um, and get your opinion, mm-hmm. and this is what happens with minorities – your opinion, your viewpoint, your experience <laughs> becomes, becomes the becomes opinion, the opinion yeah. for all of us. Right. Huh. Right.
0: <laughs> hmm. That's a problem. <laughs> I mean, I do represent everyone. So, you know. <laughs> I'm <so. laughs>
1: every woman.
2: It's all
1: on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: So mm, I hear you. I hear you. I think, I think... um if some of my listeners who have taken issue with this issue in the past hear this part of this conversation, I think that they'll, they'll see it more in a more nuanced light. So you shed some light on it in a way that we haven't had before. And I really appreciate that. Um, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is this issue with the allies being a part of the community or not being a part of the community. Um, I realize that you're in a sensitive spot, Um but I'm wondering if you have a preference or um, if you would be willing to voice that preference with regard to if you feel part of the community or not part of the community uh, with regard to the LGBTQ.
1: Um, again, as an ally, I don't, I mean, I don't, it really shouldn't be on me to say because right
0: because I have to identify you as an ally in order for you to be an ally but I'm actually of the opinion that allies um can be allies without people recognizing in people who they're helping recognizing that they're helping um and I I I understand the argument I actually got into I well, I didn't get into an argument, but I facilitated a rather heated discussion at a gay Straight alliance forum. Uh, No, I'm sorry, it was a trans youth forum um, with a group of about 30 youth. um, Pretty much, I mean, as close to yelling at each other as it gets without being disrespectful about whether allies are part of the you know, community or not part of the community, mostly because we were trying to decide if the A in LGBTQA is for allies or for asexuals. Mm. And so that brought up this whole argument. And I had always thought that, of course, allies are part of the community because, well, I just don't see how we could get anywhere without allies. And then don't we want our community to be as big as possible so that we can possibly be a majority at mm. some point you know and then get everything that we want so you know <laughs> the real gay agenda the real gay <laughs> agenda I've just set the gay agenda <laughs> I've just said it but but I don't know have you have you come across this issue with allies and allies being a part of the community or not part of the community uh, community
2: uh, yes but I would say that you two just it's it's you guys have just perfectly bookended it so Tyree is saying she doesn't have the right to be calling herself an ally right but we've just said you're an ally no matter what (laughs) right right I mean I think I think I appreciate the fact that you're being so like um respectful but I I'm kind of with Pandora I think there are allies that you may never have met you know, yeah, I think there like, are and um, there. There may be allies who've never met a single gay person. And to say that you're not an ally because we haven't noticed you identified you. Yeah, because you if know? a
0: person came up to me and self-identified as an ally, I would I would feel I wouldn't feel they were being presumptuous. I would feel that they right. were being uh, they were they were trying to, like, put any guard down, you know, not necessarily completely, but just enough to say, give me a chance. Right. You know, and I mean, I've certainly heard the word ally used in a way that says, you know, I'm as good as gay, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I definitely don't like it when I hear the word ally used that way. You know, um, I'm as good as it's like, I'm as good as black, you know, that's me. I have a black kid, so I'm as good as black. Oh, you know. Oh. <laughs>
1: I actually had that conversation. It was something to do with, um, you know, with 45 and his whatever shit. And um, so I, one of my friends said something and I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for being an ally. And she was like, I'm not an ally. I am, you know, and because she has a biracial daughter. Oh. And she's white. And it's like, okay, you have a she's like, and, you know, I experience like we use the looks that we get and this and that and all those other things. And it's like, I'm definitely not an ally. And I get her frustration and I know that she was feeling for her daughter. However, it's cute. You're an ally. Mm-hmm. You're still <laughs> yeah. an ally. Yeah. Because when you're not with your daughter, you're not going to have those situations. You're not going to have those experiences. You didn't have those experiences up until however old you are now. And mm-hmm. you're only starting to have those experiences. So right. you are still an ally. Right. Um, so it's like what I consider a white person to be a part of the black community. Um. I don't know. Like, I would say, like, they're allies, but it's not, like, necessarily a part right. of the community. You could be, like, a... I don't know, like, an honorary Black... But I don't... Like, it's, it's right. weird. Right.
0: It's weird. So, like, it is weird. Yeah. And the ownership, too, because I think part of the reason why some people don't want allies to be a part of the community is because they don't want allies to feel ownership right, of the community. Right. You know, which is funny because I don't think any of us have ownership over the community. It's such a fucking mess you know yeah. like all over the place uh, trying to f- figure out which direction we should be going in
1: um, it's like this weird thing though because and the way that you said that um, like yeah having ownership and <laughs> the, the other day in class I was talking about the white man's burden mm-hmm. and it's almost like okay like how white people felt like oh we need to civilize civilize yeah. <laughs> there you go. maybe I do need to
0: Face <laughs> Stephen's face. He's turning red.
2: <laughs> Trying not to laugh over here. I hear Pandora. I should just be laughing.
1: You should. You should just be laughing. Um, but you know, it's it's their their job to you know civilize. There you go. I could say it. Um, civilize other <laughs> other races and you know lift people up and like pe- kind of be like the savior. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I don't want it to seem like that's the job of allies. Like that's what allies are doing. Is like, oh well, you know, we're going to help you be, you know, like, yeah. like that whole mentality. So that's why it's like kind of like know your place, know your role. And, you know, I, I, I if I, I self identify as an ally, I do, but I didn't do that until like I felt that people in the community felt that, you know, that I was, the was case for you. right. Um, Because you can be well-meaning, well-intended, but not be an ally. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, so like if you, yeah, I, get, I got my safety pin on. Mm-hmm just because I have a safety pin on doesn't mean I'm an ally. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so that's how, you know, that that's one of the things that, that gives me pause um, as far as like the community. But the other thing on the flip side, the, well, first of all, why can't we have two A's? <laughs> yeah, why can't we have two, A's? two A's? Yeah, I know. Yeah. There's just, two Q's there's, and there's like there's
0: all these one T and it represents like three things. Right. So, you know, right. there's one Q that represents two things. Let's it could be one A add. that represents two things. Yeah, right. I know.
1: Um, but the other thing is that even within the community, there are allies within. So, somebody a gay male could be an ally to Oh, absolutely. A trans- Right, yes. a trans person. Yes. So therefore, the A could still be ally in that sense, anyway.
0: Yes, amen. I love that idea. Um, you said two things that I just want to note. Uh, one is you're calling him forty five. Oh, yeah. is that a is that a thing? Is that a is that happening in the world, or is that I, something you're doing?
1: I, I I've actually seen other people do it too. Okay, um, but the day. The day of uh, the inauguration, mm-hmm. okay. After I finished crying, mm-hmm. and after I put the hashtag "Not My President" on my car, yes, mm-hmm. I did that. <laughs> Courtesy of Liz, she got me that as a <laughs> gift, just a, a just because gift. Um, and I, I, I cannot. I, I physically cannot get myself to say that. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. cannot. I can say his last name, fine, mm-hmm. but right. I can't put those two words together. Two, yeah. So, um, and in class there's so many opportunities to talk about social justice with the whole administration that's here now. Yeah. And so I just, I just started referring to him as 45. Mm-hmm. Um, and they knew who I was talking about. I was like, okay, good. We make this a thing. <laughs> we just, that's and, cool. And um, m- uh, another professor at Montclair, she emailed me and she was like, Hey, I heard that you call him 45. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was thinking of, I was trying to figure out a way that I could talk about because I can't bring myself to say it either. And so it's like, Oh, <laughs> wow. so I was like, yeah. But I've seen other people um, since then start, you know, using 45. I mean, I'd like to think that I I started that movement, but <laughs> I may have started it's, the movement among my friends. But I think, you know, outside the. yeah,
0: It's very cool because um, it's not disrespectful in a way that um, I mean, I don't know, it it it, it honors where the position that he holds without really giving it the full thrust of honor that naming him with the position and the name together would Mm do. So I like that. And then the second thing is you said you're wearing your safety pin. Um, What is the significance of the safety pin?
1: Oh, after the election Mm -hmm. disastrous (laughs) election results Mm -hmm. um, people, there was a a movement in in Britain after Brexit Mm -hmm. and, they were wearing safety pins to indicate that they were a safe person to people like immigrants who had been the target of you know backlash. Oh, wow. So after the election, there was like a, an article going around saying, "Hey, this is what Britain did. Maybe we, do this we too. could do it." So you know, I mean, and there was this big movement like right after the election, and I think it died off. Like mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of people with safety pins recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also like it had been co-opted by you know the right and supremacist eh, whatever just ugh, eh, or, eh. Or, <laughs> <laughs> um but <laughs> I mean I still have it um people who do know what it means and if they see me and they know that I'm a safe person I'll you know be an ally in any way that I can be I will mm-hmm. stand up for you if you feel unsafe like you know mm-hmm. I, I'm, I may not be able to do because well I'm not all that strong or big or whatever right but right. you know I mean I'm there
0: that's yeah. great yeah that's really great Wow. Very cool. Um, I wanted to segue into a little bit of what the hell you do when you're not saving the world. Uh, (laughs) um, uh, Do you have any free time? What's that? Yeah. So um, (laughs) when's the last time
1: you had free time? I thought you were going to ask me something else. (laughs) I could ask you that too. I wouldn't. Same answer. I don't even know.
0: So you're not a practicing straight woman. Ah, I'm a non-practicing. You're a non-practicing I'm practicing straight, straight woman. woman. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> He's really quiet over there. <laughs> I hear you. Do you have any hobbies? Um, I mm-hmm. like to write. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I do a little... Oh, actually, oh, I should bring it for you. I think I have one in the car. Um, I have this book, and it's called His PhD is in Hypocrisy. And other poems about my crappy ex boyfriend.
0: <laughs> wow. You wrote that? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> His PhD is in hypocrisy mm-hmm. and other crappy poems about. Oh, other
1: poems about my crappy
0: ex boyfriend. Oh, other poems about my crappy ex boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Wow. That sounds awesome. Thank you. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Is that on sale on Amazon? It is. Ah, that's so cool. It is
1: on uh Kindle and paperback. Cool. And Barnes and Noble and stuff like that too, yeah. Wow. Yeah. When did you publish that? I published it a couple of years ago um and the thing is I wrote it a long time ago. Mm. I'm about to date myself. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote it in uh 99 mm-hmm. and 2. Well, between 99 and 2001. Mm-hmm. Um actually that that time, right? That's when it happened. So it's my ex boyfriend. He's white and philis- uh, Palestinian. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Muslim. I'm black. Mm-hmm. Christian by default. Is right. yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, you know, like we were both young, and um, I, I was in like he was my first like real love. You know. Mm. Spoiler alert, it didn't work out. (laughs) We're not together. Um, If if it
0: did did work out and you
1: wrote the book anyway, that would be awesome. That'd be really special. Um, But, like, I just learned a lot about him. I mean, this was pre 9 11 -hmm. that I had the relationship with him. And so, you know, like, I credit him, even though he's like a dick ass, whatever, fuck him. Um, (laughs) Like, it, it did serve a purpose for me because I. Do you feel I don't? I shouldn't say too much because that's kind of giving away the whole like ending of it. Um, but no, I mean, it just taught me a really valuable lesson with mm-hmm. respect to Islam and Christianity mm-hmm. and the country and things oh, like that. Wow. So you know, I mean, it, he definitely served a purpose at the mm-hmm. end of it, and mm-hmm. I feel like I well, fuck it, I, I'll, I'll just say it anyway. So I mean, I felt that like after nine eleven hit, and had I not known him and his family, mm. I would have been. Most likely one of the people, oh, no mosque! Muslims need to go, you know, mm-hmm. back to wherever they're from. Right. And, you know, I mean, I would have had because I didn't know anybody who was Muslim. I didn't know any information about Islam or anything like that. All I knew was that they had tried to blow up the World Trade Center before mm-hmm. in 93. And damn it, they did this in 2001. Mm-hmm. And so that was really my only experience, my only exposure Wow. that would have been um but i had been with him for a year and i've learned things and i was like oh okay so that when this did happen it wasn't i i, I was able to be rational about it and mm-hmm. to not hold an entire group of people <laughs> responsible like you know yeah. 45 is yeah. doing right now yeah. so right right but yeah so that's my my book and i'll bring you a copy oh that's so sweet i should have brought it in um but there's also there's this other um project that i i am starting to do it's actually um i don't know what i'm going to call it yet but tentatively it's titled daddy's girls Mm -hmm. and it's for women of color who grew up without their father in some way so whether Mm -hmm. it was he was, you know, he passed away or he was in jail or on drugs, mental health issues, if he abandoned the family or mm-hmm. just was emotionally abusive or, you know, like distant or something. Um, so I'm asking for women and girls of color, any age, to send like poems, letters, essays, oh, drawings, wow. whatever.
0: Where where do they send them to? Um,
1: they could send it to my email. It's uh, t. O-R-E-D, as in David, E-I-N, as in Nancy, at msn.com. Great. Didn't mean to hit
0: that. Uh, I'll put it on the liner notes, too. I have a little
1: flyer I can email you then, too. Oh, cool. And there's a couple of email addresses, actually, that people can use, but um, I think that's the easiest one to spell out. Um, But yeah, so it's this whole thing, because we know that um, boys often end up having a lot of issues when they don't have their fathers, but girls and women are often left out of that equation and it impacts girls and women just as much, just in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and the only, yeah. So anybody who didn't, any, any situation where there wasn't a father present, um, the only situation that I really don't want, and actually, I've been debating about this because there was one woman who messaged me and she was like, well, I didn't, I had two moms, so I'm good. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, I figured. Um, so I'm thinking, like, I don't, that's the only story that I that I don't know if I want to include um, it includes people who have two moms. But at the same token, it could be a wonderful juxtaposition to mm-hmm. show that, like, look, two moms, you mm-hmm. know, like, Whatever, so fuck y'all with like the oh, two lesbians can't raise our family. Like no, fuck that. <laughs> right. Um, right. Right. So, because I was talking to my one of my best friends about it, um, and well, she and her, I was talking to her, her and her wife about it, and saying like that's I, I really didn't want you know stories from people who grew up with two parents, but. Yeah, so I'm. I, you know what? I'll, I mean, I could always choose like which ones are gonna go in. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anybody that's here who grew up with a Yeah, send so, it. Send so it. you know,
0: in terms of uh, in terms of your hobbies, it seems like your hobbies are you know cr- full-on careers of you know book writing. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty impressive. <laughs> that's pretty great. Oh, that's God. awesome. And that's it's all really self-published,
1: cool. but like, I feel I have to add that qualifier, but. That's you know. what we do
0: know. That's what we do know, sure. right? We self-publish, self-publish. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's, definitely. It's a thing
1: to do. Well,
0: in honor of you being here, I wrote this piece. Uh, it's a brand new, brand new, brand new shit. It's called <laughs> My Executive Order. Oh, shit. And uh, <laughs> feel free to make comments as we go through this. Uh, this is my spoken word piece for for today my executive order as my first act as mayor of this little land called scooterville i will sign into law an executive order designed to thrill every person who identifies as LGBTQ, every Bert, Jerry, Sonia, Sally, Pat, Lou, T, and Sue, will, under this executive order, have the freedom to be their own who. Who, who, whoever they be. And that's not for you or for me to decide, and there will be no need to hide. The act is called the... Sexuality and Gender Identity Fuck You Very Much Freedom Act. Sagif Yvmf for short. I think it should sort out Short, sort out all the difficulties faced by the homo and transphobic entities like the federal government and the state government and the public schools and the corporations and the churches like the police and everyone else who wants their religious freedom to help cease having to deal with those crazy motherfucking faggots and trannies based, of course, on the holy sanctities of all these peeps religiosities. If there's a Religious Freedom Act passed in these 50 United States, legislating hate, creating a legal divide, the likes of which hasn't been seen since the color of your hide determined the breadth of your rights, I will fight. I will fight to get the sexuality and gender identity fuck you very much Freedom Act passed, (laughs) stating in no uncertain terms that every person is a person. And every person deserves the same rights as every other person. Every LGBTQ person is a person, too. So by the transitive property, every LGBTQ person has access to those same rights. Of course, there could be a flip side. Flip side, nowhere to hide, care to abide on the wild side. We could have a movement to institute the sexuality and gender identity, fuck you very much, Freedom Act, which could in fact protect all LGBTQ people and businesses from being sued in the event that they deny services to supporters of the Religious Freedom Act, based, as it is, in a patriotism, patriotism and in the strength of the Constitution." call it now the sexuality and gender identity fuck you very much patriotism and freedom act they love it when us queer people co-opt patriotism those ter- those thems that do the theying they don't know what to do with themselves when we get to start talking about patriotism who will do all those alt-right women's hairdos who will direct all those transphobic he- couples' weddings? Who will teach all those drama, art, and English classes in public school? Who will, God knows, teach PE in all those waspy suburbs? Who will do data entry for less than what they're worth for the same self-same corporations who won't provide healthcare to their trans employees? And goodness gracious, but flip the script and think about whose advertising will be turned down by RuPaul's show on Logo. (laughs) Who? Well, I guess all those bigoted women can go find some straight white cis women to do their hair. Since that's all they really care about. Without a doubt. You know, Boo, this poem is a bit of a joke. Like the current administration, too. <laughs> but if he fucks with us, know that we'll be knocking, pounding on his door. Because there ain't no going backwards. We're already hurting as it is. We don't need to go backwards. We're treading water as it stands. We need to move forward. Understand?
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. So is there gonna be a petition on change.org for the <laughs> <laughs>
0: for the sexuality and gender identity. Fuck you very much, Freedom Act. Yes. Yeah. Or I mean, for
1: short, <laughs> Right, Yes. Sack if you've muffled. Yeah. <laughs> <Sock> of, yeah. <laughs> <That>. <laughs>
0: We'll see i'll see if there's some support for that yeah so thank you so much for being here tyree it's been great talking you. to you I, I really hope to enjoyed have you myself. back it's yeah. been really awesome and steven awesome as always thank you yeah thank <laughs> you and thank you for listening power to the peaceful and love to all y'all queer speak, queer speak. keeping up with <laughs> queer culture is produced every two weeks by steven jones stand up and stand out productions and me pandora scooter Thanks this week to our great guest Tyree Oradine and to Stephen for co hosting. Thanks also to Jack from Sly Fi Sound, Mac, and Megan for editorial advice. For more episodes of Queer Speak, check it out on SoundCloud uh, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, where you can also like our show. Comments and ideas for future episodes can be emailed to pandora at pandorascooter.com. Thanks so much for listening. Queer
2: Speak! Weird motherfucking beat bitch.